Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Gil Podcast. This podcast is about me, Gil, and the things that I'm currently obsessed with. So this episode is really a passion episode. I am filled with excitement. I'm filled with adrenaline, and I'm ready to go. So let's jump right into the episode. A brief synopsis of what this episode is about. I have been bombarded with so many amazing people in my content feed this week. And it's only Monday. It's only Monday. My podcasts are better than your podcasts that I listen to. My YouTube channels that I subscribe to are better than yours are better than the YouTube channels that you subscribe to, my Instagram feed, my Twitter feed. I follow the most influential, amazing, powerful human beings. And they push me every single time. And I learn something from them every single time. And I'm going to go over that and why it's important to be inspired, why it's important to follow specific type of people and why I do it. All right, let's jump right into it. So today's Monday and there's a few podcasters that I listen to that I really love. Tom Buck just dropped an episode about Nickelodeon and it was a very interesting episode talking about content creating And there's a documentary about the Nickelodeon studios and the good old days of Nickelodeon. I kind of, I was born in 1989 and I grew up not having cable. Actually, I ended up getting cable at age 11. It's a funny story. I climbed up on the ladder uh, one morning and saw how the cable guy did it the day before. And I just borrowed my neighbor's ladder. Uh, I think I was like 11, 10 years old, maybe like 10, 11 years old. And just like went to the light pole at like four in the morning and connected cable to my home. <laughs> Don't ask me how I knew what I was doing, but it was quite literally one, two, three, climb up on the ladder and still cable. So that's my story about my cable And ever since then, I had HBO, had all the channels that I wasn't supposed to have as a kid. And we just had cable for like years up until uh, the advent of Comcast. And they kind of changed the way they did cable. So that kind of ended that. But yeah, Nickelodeon, going back to Nickelodeon, I didn't really grow up watching Nickelodeon as much. I watched for SpongeBob. SpongeBob was great. But I didn't really care too much for a lot of the other cartoons. I would watch them, but not really consume the content, if you get what I'm saying. I I would watch the cartoons, figure out how to draw them, and just draw them. That was my thing. Like, I would watch Doug. I would watch uh, Ren and Stimpy and just draw them. Like, But Spongebob, I loved. It was great. I remember watching Spongebob a lot. But going back to Tom Buck, that was like a long rant about that. But going back to Tom Buck, which is an amazing content creator, a YouTuber, podcaster, just an overall great guy. 
he was talking about how he gets inspired by watching these specific type of things. He gets inspired by watching all these different creators. And I get inspired by watching him. I'm trying to remember why I brought up the Nickelodeon story, but oh well, we're here. When I watch other content creators, when I watch movies, when I watched Nickelodeon as a kid, I would watch it for just context of how to tell a story or how to draw, how to set a scene. Even as a kid, even though I didn't really enjoy Doug, like I said, I would watch how they do the ad breaks. I would watch how they do the comic books because they had comic books. It's a lot of these cartoons had little one-off comics and I would just read them or read their books and see how they tell stories and then start formulating my own. In middle school, I had a really popular comic book, Z-Man. A lot of friends that I grew up with closely um, that I was in middle school with were kind of remember Z-Man and even Pokemon. When Pokemon came out and Yu-Gi-Oh was very popular back then, I not I really couldn't afford Pokemon and also my parents didn't really want us dabbling in the dark arts. Uh, I'm Haitian, so anything remotely resembling the devil like Pokemon or Digimon and all that wasn't technically allowed. So there was no anime in the house unless we're sneaking no Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. So with that being said, I decided to create my own. And I've always had that in me where I see how something is built. I see how something is being created or how it's played out. And I just make it my own. So so what I started doing was in my seventh grade is creating my own Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon type cards, making copies, giving effects. I mean, you guys probably don't even know what that means, but I would create my own little game and I had my friends play it. And it was just really fun, even to the point where it was actually banned. My t One of my teachers banned us from playing this new game because Yu-Gi-Oh was banned and it was deemed demonic. So I couldn't play Yu-Gi-Oh because I didn't have the money to buy cards. And so I created my own. It was fun and the teachers banned it. I'm just bringing up this story because just letting you know, I've always had that mentality of just seeing where things are content wise, seeing where, seeing what people are doing, seeing what companies are doing, seeing what other creators are doing and just creating my own, being inspired by them. Fast forward to a couple of years, I started watching Philip DeFranco. I think it was like, I think it was the 10th grade. Well, it doesn't really matter. But Philip DeFranco was a huge influence on me growing up on YouTube. Great overall <laughs> loser with the camera, essentially. And just watching his journey as he grew, it always motivated me to just want to create, want to get in front of the camera, want to say what I have to say. And I've always wanted to emulate his setup. So I would watch him and study how he grew over the years, see how he changed his audio, changed his setup, changed his lighting. And fast forward to the vlogging days with Casey Neistat. And Tom Buck mentioned this. One of the beautiful things about Casey Neistat is 
he was so imperfect. And Tom Buck said this on his latest podcast episode. He was so imperfect with his cameras uh, set up where he would just sometimes be out of focus, sometimes be out of frame, camera shaking. But he always told an amazing story. You were always hooked. You always knew that when Casey Neistat uploaded a vlog, it was going to be something amazing. And there was at one point in time where he vlogged every single day. So every day there was a story. Then there was like a story a compounding. They had specific characters in his vlogs where you knew what was going on. So you just watched because it was just so different. It was something so new. I learned a lot from watching Casey Neistat that people just care about the story, took that in. And every time I watch something on YouTube, I'm watching it as a content creator, as a consumer. Yes, but not to the extent of just watching it to get entertained. I watch it to get entertained. Yes, but mostly to, okay, how are they lighting this? How are they setting up the audio? How's the pace of the story? How's the pace of the show? And sometimes I watch for just inspiration. There's a podcast that I've been listening to for years. A lot of people not are not really privy to podcasting. I'm just one of those weird people that actually have been listening to broadcast radio as a kid growing up. I've been listening to podcasts since the inception, even before you had the iPod. I was downloading conversations. There was a podcast called Nintendo Voice Chat back in the day. I think I spoke about this before and they would talk about Nintendo news. Uh, There's a radio station down here called Big 105.9 with Paul and Young Ron and they would talk about it's a radio show on their website. If you missed the show, you can just download it. And this was like this is like 2007, 2004, maybe where you can where they put the whole episode with ads and everything on their website and you could just download it. For me, that was just amazing because I love conversations and just learning how to build conversation. Because funny thing is, I I wasn't born in America, but I wanted to be able to know what was going on. So growing up, my parents would always play the radio and they would play Thresvent IM, which is a which is 1320 AM radio station. So 1320, it's it's tuned there. It's a South Florida Haitian radio station at like four five in the morning. They have their news about Haiti, have their news about America, what's going on in Miami, what's going on in South Florida. And it just would get you ready for the day. And I always loved that. I loved just sitting down, listening to what happened yesterday, what, what might be happening today, what to look out for. And I never really listened to music growing up. I know it sounds like I'm like a recluse, but on reading day, I would just bring, I remember I had a FM, a Sony Walkman radio. It was like a yellow Walkman radio, just so I can listen to NPR in the morning, Pauline and Ron. And yeah, those are like the two radio stations I like to listen to. And I had Diane Reen, she'd be like around like eight o'clock had several radio programs on NPR that I would like tune into during the day. And then at noon, there would be 
Terry Gross Fresh Air. I mean, I always would tune into that ever since I was like in uh, high school, middle school. And I would just listen for conversations and stories just to figure out, okay, what's going on? And, and just taking so much information about what other people might be thinking about specific issues that's happening in the world. I know it's a lot, but I've always really done that. And going back to like content creating on YouTube, I would watch people like Becky and Chris. I just genuinely love their style and care about them so much. It's insane. They had a, a series vlog where they like flew around in the helicopter and me and my wife would sit down and watch it like it's a damn Netflix special. It was amazing. And I love that level of content creating and I study it. I study content creators. I quite literally sit down, dissect and watch their videos. Sometimes with my wife and I'll point out certain things. I'll be like, hey, check this out. This person did that. Hey, look, hey, this is, isn't this really cool? And my wife, who is not a content creator, she'll say something like, hey, I just saw this person's ad on YouTube. Hey, I just saw this YouTube video. Did you watch it? We, we watch MKBHD's videos together. And my wife is not into cameras or content creating stuff, but she really just loves just I don't know, just loves me <laughs> talking about um, certain things like she just loves MKBHD because we used to watch him growing up. But going back to me studying content creators, there's a few podcasters that I watched from the from like the get go. And it, I get so excited when I see them like do something like even like bigger. And it's going to sound controversial, but who cares? I don't, I don't care. This is the Gill podcast. So these are like my top five favorite radio host you have wendy williams howard stern charlamagne the god terry gross and it was joshua johnson from 1a i really love these people simply because they're doing their job which is broadcast radio but they're also themselves a lot of times when people are doing this job they end up becoming somebody else and these five individuals who I have been listening to for quite some time, when I think about Be Yourself, when I'm doing a podcast, I think about them. I think about, well, when it comes to like radio, radio to me and in podcasting, they're still a little bit different, just a little bit. They're close enough to where I understand that they're the, almost the same thing to like the somebody who's not really used to it but to me they're so entirely different with the podcast you can go off the cuff you can just go on a, a tangent but with radio it's timing it's pace there's story there's structure there's planning so it's a little bit different but one of my this guy one of my favorite podcasters i've been listening to for a long time named Andrew Schultz. He's a comedian. I remember listening to him way, 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 way back in the day. So was it like 2014, 2015, maybe earlier than that. I was like, who is this guy, man? And uh, he was on a podcast with um, Charlemagne the God, who, oh man, there's, I love Charlemagne. It's so weird. I know <laughs> I'm, I'm so opposite 
from the type of stuff that he talks about but i just love charlemagne like it, it's it's crazy every time i say that everybody's like why <laughs> I, I just love charlemagne and he's on a podcast with andrew schultz their connection just works and watching how they've grown over the years i remember how the internet was everything was everything was on the table you could talk about anything say anything essentially it was just entertainment and of course there are repercussions for those specific things that you say or do on a podcast and learn and seeing how they've grown over the time has just really taught me a lot about podcasting and podcasting with a purpose don't just get on here just to talk but i've just been watching people grow and other watching other content creators grow and learning from their mis- their mistakes and learning how they've and learning how they've gained success and i was sitting here in my bed and i turned on youtube on on the tv and Colin and Samir which are a they're a youtube channel they interview creators and influential people essentially and on their cover they have Andrew Schultz they had Andrew Schultz aka Young Hezzy and I got so excited. I got so freaking excited. I jumped off my bed and just is like, I have to watch this. Well, no, I didn't complete the whole episode, but I'm watching it and just listening to it, smiling from ear to ear. Like, that's my guy. Like <laughs> when you're listening to a podcast, when you're watching somebody's content, you you almost feel like you know them almost sometimes. And I try not to become so obsessed with these people. I mean, it's kind of easy for me not to, because like I said before, I watch it and study it, study their content to improve mine. Like, for example, Becky and Chris, they would do studio rebuilds and give out like Q&A's on their Instagram and on their Twitter So I'd see how they build a studio and they were doing something like a vertical slat wall. And I saw it and I was like, okay, well, I was, I had that idea like a while back, but I just really didn't think I can do it. I really was like, okay, this is going to take some professional work and I really want to do it because I seen it at a bank, like at a bank of America. I saw this vertical slat wall like at the entrance and I was like, that's very abstract. And then I had a client in in, uh, in Miami that lived in this really expensive high rise. They had a vertical slat wall like at the whole entrance. And I was like that. OK, I'm seeing that a lot. I mean, th- these look really extravagant and expensive. Like I'm just going to have to pay somebody to do it. And watching Beck and Chris like simplify it for me, I was like, oh, Okay, well, I'm going to stop the video here now that I know that it's physically possible. And when I get the wood, I'll finish the rest of the video. So I watched the video and pretty much did essentially not almost to the T because they ended up painting it black and it's kind of like an accent. But I kind of wanted my wood to look to stand out. And I got my wood wall and it was pretty much partly inspired by them. I mean, I always wanted to do it, but watching their video, 
it was very much like the push to just come on, man, just go. There's so many other things about content creators that I love and respect. Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne have this thing about pushing their people. And it's one thing that I try to try to like emulate in a way that was like a positive thing. Like all the clothes, like even the shirt that I'm wearing now is a shirt from a podcaster named Jared Spink, a shirt that says just start. The all the art in my house, I mean, this is something I've been doing for a while. Like I said, I've been a fan of these guys for years. All the art in my house is art from friends. Like none of the art that I have is something that I went to the store and bought. All, I'm literally looking around. So if the audio sounds crazy, it's because I'm like turning my head. All the art is from friends or people online. There's no art in here that's something from like a store or something like that. Most of my shirts that I own are made by friends. Like they either have like a merch store or I have a really good. Um, actually, I've never met her. I've never met her, so I can't really say she's a friend, but I have her, I follow her on social media. She has a company called Essential uh, Creative. Creatives are essential. And I really like the product. I like the message. And it turns out she like screen prints him herself and does everything herself and her. Well, not herself, but, you know, her and her, her and her team. And I really buy I think I have like three or four of their shirts because I really like it and I like the message. And every time I wear the shirt and I go out in public, I'm bombarded with conversation like it is a content creator magnet because it's 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 different. It's not like a screen. It's not like one of those screen prints where you just like send the thing online. And then the online company is a middleman and they send you the shirt. No offense to anybody that does that. But with hers, it's very intricate. Like she specifically designed. It's a designer item to me. They're collectibles. And every time I go out wearing them, somebody stops me. Yo, what is that? Can I can I touch it? Like, hey, what is that? Hey, hey yo, that feels good. And it's just creators are essential, has a really good message. It's positive. And I learned that from listening to like a podcast a couple years ago where Charlemagne was just like everybody around me, all my team, my um, my legal team, my um, my producers, my my assistant, all the art that I got, all, all these other things, all the clothes that I'm wearing, that's from people around me. And I just was like, whoa. And when I wear stuff from my friends, it feels like armor. It feels like, yo, I feel good. Like this is this is somebody put their time and thought into this. And I feel good. Even walking into my office, walk upstairs, there's art. I walk into my office, there's art. And it's art from people that I know, people that I've, you know, people that I've met and they're content creators. <laughs> and it's just that good feeling of just positivity and just, I don't know, it, it's, it's something that I do. Going back to circling back to studying content creators, uh, there's a guy that I know, he makes beats and he's really good. He's also good on YouTube. Like he has, he makes like rap music, like, like rap music. And uh, yeah, he makes really good rap music, but he's also really good on YouTube. And I found out that he had a gaming YouTube channel. And it was so cool because 
I've seen the duality where he can actually make really good beats, but he's also really good at this game and had like thousands of subscribers. I think he had like 34,000 subscribers on this YouTube channel that he didn't show his face on, but it was just a pastime. And I was like, you're so good at this because you're so good at the game and you're so good at screen recording using OBS and just being a nice screen present. Like nobody knows who you are. You're just really good at this game. And I was just studying him like, how is he doing that? That is so cool. And then that inspired me to create a another YouTube channel about my restaurant ventures. And that's doing really good, but I just don't have the time to dedicate to it. But I learn a lot from people. And it's just like every time I hear a content creator, they're doing something. I just have to go on their page, go on their YouTube channel, see how they're doing, see how they're interacting with their subscribers and followers. And it's just dissected. It's very, very interesting. Uh, this is a long podcast, but it's just filled with just if you take anything from it, like right now, it's like 30 minutes or something. If you take anything from it. I'm going to put this probably at the beginning. If you're into anything, if you're into basketball, you watch you watch tape, right? If you're into football, you watch tape. Tape is essentially like a game. You rewatch a game. I'm not into sports, but I'm into sport documentaries and I'm in, and I'm into sport stories. Every sport documentary that I've watched, the person that the sport documentary is about, that person watches their game and other people's games. If you're a musician, like I was going go, like the point that I was making about the guy who makes beats, till I got distracted about him playing video games. He listens to music all the time. And he picks up on specific things, what he can do, what he can try. If you're an actor, you watch movies. And as a content creator, as a content creator, I'm hitting all facets of like my visually, audibly uh, set up everything, cadence, screen presence, there's so many things that a content creator, especially on YouTube, can learn from another content creator. The video can be quite literally one minute and I can pick out how the camera was set up, how the audio was set up, what microphone are they using, how they're using it, the lighting set set up, how they're how did they light the situation, their screen presence. There's so many different ways, like somebody could put a camera on a tripod, somebody could put a gimbal on, somebody can like walk with the, the little vlogging stick and that video gets views. I just would dissect it, figure out why did this video work? And it's so important for me to do that because I really care about this content creating. Not, I'm not saying that it's a sport. I'm not saying that it's competition. I got to destroy you. I'm coming for you, Tom Buck. No, I'm watching Jared Spink. I'm watching Peter Lindgren. I'm watching Peter McKinnon. I'm watching them because it's entertaining for me, number one. But also, I learn a lot from them. What mistakes they have made, what mistakes that I'm making currently that they're probably making or what mistakes that I'm making currently that they addressed and I can learn from. There's so many, so many assets and facets and tassets and whatever 
There's so many things I can you can learn from watching a YouTube video if you just take the time to appreciate it for what it is, which is content, something informational or entertaining. But then there's also, like I said, the camera setup, the audio, there's so much to it, how they're delivering it, the timing. If, is there a new product coming out? Are they reviewing a product? Are they reviewing a service? Are they just ranting? See how they go about that. See if there's a story, see if they're promoting something, see if there's affiliate links. There's so many ways. See how they interact on social media outside of YouTube. See how they have See how they're building a community on Twitter, Discord. See how they're building a following or group on Facebook. There's so many things you can learn from if you just take the time to study. And I study content creating. I really do love this. And it's something that's been in me for years. And it's not something that you can just pick up I'm pretty sure there's probably some people that can just start creating content, just learning and watching the best people, whatever. That's cool. That's possible. But for me, I'm just I'll, I've always just been a fan of creators, even when I didn't know or even even when there wasn't that term creator, it was just that radio person. So that was a, this was a long one. But all right, y'all, thank you for listening and I hope y'all enjoy. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode because I sure did. I had to get this out. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Have a nice one. Peace.